I need a refill. <laughs>july 9th cannot come fast enough black widow trailer the newest one just dropped it was awesome literally she's falling in the sky against the taskmaster you know he just i he's such a mystery i have not done a lot of research on him because i want to be excited i want to be surprised when i see him on screen for the first time but i mean there's a part in this trailer where he's got a bow and arrow, and it's like he mastered Hawkeye's moves, um, or he mastered his tasks. So I'm really excited for what's to come in this Black Widow film. There's so many questions I have for what's going on. Um, where does this take place in the timeline? I think I have an answer for you guys. But <clears throat> welcome back to Refill and Chill. This is your host, Dylan Fields, with the Marvel Monday edition. Today we're going to be ranking from worst to best every MCU title but before we even get started with that, I feel like it's appropriate to kind of go down the list on the timeline in which you should watch the films. So without further ado, the first movie you should watch is Captain America, The First Avenger. It takes place back in the 1930s and 40s uh, during World War II, and then he gets thrown into the ice. Then the second movie you must watch is Captain Marvel, which is taking place in the 90s. You'll jump straight to Iron Man and Iron Man 2, and then The Incredible Hulk and Thor. See, there's a a lot of speculation on if these are all in correct order between Iron Man 2, The Incredible Hulk, and Thor, but apparently they took place at like the exact same time, Um, but it suggests Iron Man 2, Hulk, then Thor. Then you'll go straight to the Avengers, the first Avengers, Iron Man 3. Thor, The Dark World. Then you'll jump to Captain America, The Winter Soldier, where we're introduced to Bucky. Then you'll jump ship into the sky and watch Guardians of the Galaxy, Volumes 1 and 2. You'll move back to Earth and watch Avengers Age of Ultron. Then you'll watch Ant-Man, Captain America, Civil War. Then Spider-Man Homecoming. You'll go down the street and watch Doctor Strange. Fly out to Africa and watch Black Panther. Then you'll go back into the sky and see Thor Ragnarok. Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then, as I mentioned, I think I have an idea of when Black Widow takes place. I think Black Widow takes place between Ant-Man and the Wasp and Avengers Infinity War. It could take place in a number of places, but I know for a fact it's before Infinity War. Um, it's going to be before the snap. It's going to be before any of the Thanos stuff happened. Um, so mark my words, Black Widow will be right there before Infinity War. And then, yes, you move into Avengers Infinity War and then to Endgame. And then post-Endgame, you've got WandaVision, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then you get to Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, you know, Far From Home coming out in 2019 before WandaVision or Falcon, but it actually takes place uh, like a, a few months after both of those. <clears throat> now, when we dive into every MCU title ranked from worst to best, I obviously have to disclude 
Black Widow. And unfortunately, I'm going to disclude the Falcon and Winter Soldier only because it's not finished yet. Um, I mean, we're three weeks in. I got a pretty good idea of how I feel about it, but I just don't feel comfortable making a complete decision on it until I see a finale because WandaVision really set the bar. But then I wasn't impressed with the finale, so it almost shifted my opinion towards it. But um, when we come back, we're going to go right into that ranking. Ooh, I'm so excited for this. It took me a long time to make this ranking list. Um, I really tried starting from worst to best, and I had such a hard time um, going, like, in that direction. Like, I was, it was much easier for me to pick out my best ones and kind of meet myself in the middle. So bear with me on some of these decisions because I've got reasons for all of them. But uh, (laughs) I've got like my head on strong when it comes to my top five. Um, So I'm excited to share that with you guys. So I guess without further ado, let's just go from worst to best. Coming in at the worst MCU title, I've got to just go with The Incredible Hulk. Never been a fan of it. Unfortunately, Edward Norton, you know, shout out to my friends who made me feel like shit for not knowing Edward Norton's name when I recorded the last one. Um, (laughs) Edward Norton was replaced by Mark Ruffalo just due to some um, conflicts with script writing and just they had creative differences. They wanted somebody who would be easier to work with. Mark Ruffalo came in. He's done a great job. I really wish he'd get his own show or a movie. I'm hoping that he has a big part in She-Hulk um, when that comes out. Because, I mean, just basically, She-Hulk is the Hulk's cousin, or I'm sorry, Bruce Banner's cousin. And he had to donate blood. So I'm hoping that that's where that comes in. But the next two on this list are going to be Thor and Thor Dark World. Nothing towards Thor because I love Chris Hemsworth and his character, but they were just so boring. Like I remember Chris Hemsworth was saying he was pretty much done with the character because he just felt like he was bored Um, until Ragnarok, which I'll get to that later. But I mean, I like the um, reality stone in the dark world and the elves story and I like when he, you know, comes to New Mexico and realizes like kind of like he comes to his he comes to himself. He realizes where he is, um, where he stands, you know, in Asgard. And uh, I always enjoy Loki. Loki is one of my favorite villains. But those two movies were just terrible. Um gonna get a lot of hate for this. I might or might not, but my next worst movie is Captain Marvel. I really, and like when I take into consideration my choices, I always consider um, music and I consider the storyline. I consider characters, actors, all that. I just don't like Brie Larson as an actress. I think she's boring. So that was my main reason for Captain Marvel being so low. Also, as much of an origin story as it was, there's just a lot left out. There's a lot left out between 1990 and 2023 when she comes back for Endgame. 
I would have liked to have seen more. I hope Captain Marvel 2 really changes my opinion. But for now, Captain Marvel's real low on my list. The next lowest is going to be Iron Man 3. I had a hard time picking between Iron Man 3 and Iron Man 2. But Iron Man 3, I liked a little less. Only because... And I might have missed this, but I felt like at the end, when Pepper Potts, you know, she's got that um, stuff in her that can make her blow up <clears throat> from the AIM guy. It makes me feel like that was kind of unresolved. I might have missed that. Um, you know, maybe between Iron Man 3 and Age of Ultron, it was explained. But for the most part, I guess I kind of thought that was lost in translation. So if somebody could point out to me what might have happened if I missed it, please do. But otherwise, Iron Man 3, not high on my list. The next highest on my list is going to be Doctor Strange. Now keep in mind, I do love Doctor Strange. I love um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I love the character. I love the storyline. It was just boring. And... I hope that we get more Rachel McAdams in his Multiverse of Madness because, you know, this is very similar to Captain Marvel. Um, I hope Multiverse of Madness changes my opinion on this movie. I wasn't a fan of the villain, even though I love, um, I think his name's Mickelson. Wow, I'm, I'm drawing a blank in his name. But he played Hannibal in the Hannibal Lecter like, series. That was awesome. Um, I really want to learn more about the multiverse and just Doctor Strange as a whole. I mean, we didn't get a big storyline of him either because he kind of came in and just started doing his sorcery right away. Um, but the astral projection that he did and then correlating that to Wanda at the end of WandaVision, I'm excited to see how she was able to do it awake as he only could do it asleep. But anyways, next on my list is going to be Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 should be lower for the simple fact that the Mandarin was so teased. And then we just got screwed. I was very disappointed when the Mandarin wasn't the real Mandarin. But shout out Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings because we will get the Mandarin this year. Um, and I'm going to do a little side plot, side story, because I'm not going to mention Falcon and the Winter Soldier in this list. But I think that the power broker is the Mandarin. I think that this is going to set us up into the Shang-Chi movie, perhaps. Um, it could be far-fetched, but I'm going to roll with it. Next on my list is Age of Ultron. I love James Spader. I like him in The Office. I like him in other projects. I think he's great as Ultron, but I did not like this movie. Not a lot. Um, I like the introduction of Pietro and Wanda Maximoff. I love that we get to finally meet Vision. Um, but like they totally did, they totally did Falcon and Rhodey dirty. Like they were both Avengers, and they got no part in this film. Like very unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> but I think that they finally changed directors after that because there was some. Uh, 
speculation that the director, or I think it was the director, he had some past allegations of like racial issues and blah, blah, blah. But next on my list is Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, as much as I love Tom Holland's Spider-Man and just this MCU version of Spider-Man, I didn't like the Vulture character. Um, I was so used to, you know, Kristen Dunst and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I, I didn't think Vulture was going to be MJ's father. So that was kind of crazy. And then going forward, like, that they have a love interest, but he kind of, like, had to take care of her father. It was just, I don't know. I didn't really enjoy that movie. But next in the list would be Civil War, only because I don't like that the guys were all fighting each other. Um, felt kind of pointless to me, but I understand the circumstances with the uh, Sokovia Accords. It was necessary, but basically it's a nice introduction to the Black Panther and King T'Chaka before he passed. Um and then T'Challa trying to avenge his father, but um, my dog will not stop playing with her toy. <laughs> Driving me nuts. I'm sorry. But we get a little bit of Bucky coming out as the person who killed Tony Stark's parents, which, in my opinion, Bucky pretty much is the catalyst for why Tony Stark is who he is today. Yes and no. I mean, that's that's a hot take. I mean, if it wasn't for him killing his parents, he wouldn't have gotten the throne that he got. Um, but anyways, the next movie on my list is Ant-Man and the Wasp. I have these two back-to-back only because I like a lot of the other movies better. But don't get me wrong. I loved Ant-Man. I love um, Paul Rudd, and I just like Scotland character. I love that in this film, he's being chased by Jimmy Woo, because shout out Jimmy Woo, I wish he'd get his own show. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the movie, you know, it left off with the blip, and we don't know what happened to, I think her name was Ghost. You know, we don't know what happened to her post-blip. Um you know, because that's why they were going to the quantum realm originally was to find more particles to save her. But <clears throat> Ant-Man comes in next. Uh, I like the introduction here. I like him coming out of jail. And um, the jail scene is hilarious when he's doing his goodbyes, the ritual for goodbyes. But I, um, I, I like the Yellow Jacket character. I think he's still around. I think he's just in the quantum realm. So he could have bounced into another reality. So I'm hoping that the Yellow Jacket comes back because he was a pretty cool character. The next movie on my list, which got some hate for being so low, was The Winter Soldier. Shout out Cleveland. It was filmed in Cleveland. You can see Fen Tower at Cleveland State in the background. Uh, big chase scene when Nick Fury was being chased by the police down Euclid Avenue. That was awesome. Um, introduction to Bucky. I love Bucky. Well, I wouldn't say introduction to Bucky, but introduction to the Winter Soldier version of Bucky. Um, he's a badass. Bucky's one of the coolest characters in the franchise. But um, after several, several rewatches of the MCU, I gained a lot more respect for the Cap films. Um, get, to, get to meet Falcon in this film on your left. <laughs> Love that. Next film is going to be The Avengers, the original Avengers. 
Um, this is still kind of low, but there was a lot that could have been fixed with that film. Um, <clears throat> I did like the approach with Loki coming down, you know, but I was always like trying to figure out like how he related to that alien race. And then, you know, it made all sense when Thanos kind of came back into the picture, like that was his army sending them down. But, um, I don't know. I guess I wish there was more to it, but also shout out Cleveland because there's scenes filmed in Cleveland. A buddy of mine was actually at the dinner party scene. So that's pretty cool. The next film I'm going to put on the list is Spider-Man Far From Home. Great film. Very disappointed when Mysterio ended up being the bad guy. I thought Mysterio was shady from the start, but I had hoped that he was going to be like another hero. Then I realized, obviously, like from the comics, he was a villain. So that was shady. Um, I like the callbacks to Tony Stark. Post-blip, I think that the... Um, Living in a world without Tony Stark was very similar to Sam Wilson and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier without Cap. So I'm excited to see where we go from here and Far From Home because, they, you know, it, it left off with, uh, you know, Peter Parker being outed as Spider-Man and as a killer, technically. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really, really curious to see, like, if he's going to be on the road, if he's gone rogue. If he's in hiding or if he gets thrown in jail or if he just jumps right into a multiverse of madness. I don't know how um, No Way Home is going to go, but that, I'm looking forward to that on Christmas Day this year. Uh, the next film I'm going to put on the list is going to be Iron Man for the simple fact of I am Iron Man. I love when he says that. That's I am all the Jedi. I am Iron Man. Um, Tony Stark, you know, playboy philanthropist. He comes to grips with who he is when he is lost in the desert. You know, <clears throat> things put in his chest. He's got to find his way home. Creates the suit for protection. Um, what a great film. Sets the franchise, you know, on a good, you know, foot forward after the Hulk. Uh, the next film on my list is going to be Captain America, the first Avenger. I really like Red Skull. I was excited to see him when he came back in Infinity War as the uh, protector of the Soul Stone. I think he is released now because technically, I think they said once the Soul Stone is given, that he was released from his shackles, basically. So a part of me also believes that the Power Broker could be Red Skull or that Red Skull is Zemo's silent partner. There's some theories that Zemo has another agenda with working with Sam and Bucky and being so um, easy to work with right now. I think Red Skull has a little piece into that. They've mentioned his name a couple times. Um, and I mean, it's the first Avengers film and in, in chronological order, it sets the tone, you know, with Howard Stark and shield being formed and um, the super soldier serum at first. So that's pretty sweet. Now, my next two films are going to be both Guardians, but I have Guardians Volume 2 first, mainly because I hated Ego. Um, but shout out Kurt Russell because Wyatt Russell, his son, is um, the new Captain America. <laughs> but I didn't like Ego. I just I didn't like that whole battle scene on the planet of um, you know Chris Pratt taking on his father. But 
there were some really great parts of this movie, especially the beginning. I love Baby Groot. Groot's one of my favorite characters as well in the franchise, but um, there's nothing better than Mr. Blue Skies by ELO playing in the beginning and Baby Groot just like <laughs> no regard for life, just dancing and having fun and rockets in the background, you know, like, Groot, look out. Um, <clears throat> so that's awesome. But one of my favorite parts of that film is when they're trying to explode Ego's planet and he's trying to explain to Baby Groot, like, not the red one, the blue one. And then, no, it's just, oh, I, I, that's great. Rocket and Groot are awesome. I wish they'd get their own little spinoff series, like, of them as, like, um, they weren't really bounty hunters, but they were scavengers. I think you, you, I think you could call them scavengers. I wish they had a little series on them, but Guardians Volume 1 would come in next. Uh, I really enjoyed that film of, you know, the coming together of the Guardians of the Galaxy in the prison, the breakout, fighting Ronin with the Power Stone, um, and I just love Chris Pratt's humor. I think he is awesome. I love the music in that film. Both films have great music. I love the 70s, and um, I relate to that a lot because that's what I grew up listening to. Um, <clears throat> but, like, my favorite part in that film is when they get locked up and Chris Pratt's, like, doing, like, that imaginary, uh, like, jack-in-a-box and his middle fingers going up. Like, that's hilarious. Um, next on the list is WandaVision. I really, 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 really loved WandaVision. I wasn't excited for it, as I mentioned before, but I love this show. I was really excited when they um, brought in fake Pietro, hoping that it was going to be an X-Men crossover, but we were sadly mistaken on that one for him being just Ralph Boner. But uh, I was very excited to see, you know, the worlds collide and now we're pretty much just waiting around until either multiverse of madness. I think that's when we'll see Wanda again, but we're just kind of sitting around waiting because we don't know where white vision is. We don't know what's going on with Wanda. Um, obviously the hex still exists because she said that's where she was going to keep Agatha. So I just wasn't impressed with the finale. It was crazy, like full of action, but I really wanted more. Like I just wanted a big cameo like Paul Bettany promised us, even though it was just himself. <laughs> but next on my list is going to be Thor Ragnarok coming in at my number four movie in the franchise. Now, as I mentioned before, Thor and Thor Dark World were like my two lowest because um, it was so boring. But then... Taiki Wakiki, I think is his name. He came over here and just changed the Thor franchise. And I cannot wait for Love and Thunder. But Ragnarok was so funny. Like, it changed Thor. Like, this is the new Thor. Like, from here on out. Like, that was amazing. Um, <clears throat> and I love that Loki finally somewhat becomes a good guy in the film. All, just to die. I mean, when we get Loki in the new series, it's going to be post first Avengers Loki so he's gonna still be pretty evil so that'll be cool to see but I love when he first gets into the Coliseum and he has to face the Hulk and he's just like like he knows him and he's like oh we're work we know each other from work like <laughs> from work like that's funny but uh Hella I didn't like Hella but I think she's still alive because I mean we really never saw her get defeated by like Ragnarok 
being, you know, formed, destroying Asgard. So I think we could see her again, potentially. But um, I like Korg and Meek. Hey, this is Meek. <laughs> he, Meek's dead. Oh, no, he's not. Um, I like that it leads right into Infinity War. <clears throat> so that was um, pretty cool. I love when movies tie in together, always. Number three on my list is going to be Black Panther. And I had a hard time picking this or my second choice. But the Black Panther was one of the most successful films in the MCU ever. And um, I just, I love the music. I'm, like I said, music is a big deal for me. But <clears throat> I love this film. Um, really sad that Chadwick Boseman passed away with cancer. Uh, T'Challa was a great character in addition to the Avengers. And uh, I'm hoping that Black Panther 2 can carry on his legacy. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I was very excited to see Ao and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So they're finally um, trying to tie in what's going on, or at least since the blip. But number two is going to be Endgame for the simple fact that Endgame was amazing. Um, the fight scene was just one of the best fight scenes ever. We finally got to hear Avengers Assemble. That was, you know, pleasing. We got to see Cap yield um, the hammer. We got to see Thanos die twice. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, we got to see every character possible. It was like a kid in a candy store. It was so cool. But it still had its flaws. I mean, whenever you mix time travel into a film, it just gets messy. Not maybe, you know, in the storyline itself, but there's a lot of questions that are asked. Um, and nobody ever really knows because time travel doesn't exist. I mean, you don't know what could happen from time travel. Every movie has their own depiction of what time travel can do. But... It didn't rank number one in my books. Um, unfortunately, Infinity War was the best film in the MCU. And I said it before and I'll say it again. I love the rise of Thanos, not the fall of Thanos. The rise of Thanos, I mean, he just, he was a man on a mission. He was going to get what he wanted and he did. He got that, you know, Infinity Gauntlet. He destroyed Half-Life and he rested. That's all he wanted, but he got it. Um, and I mean, it reminded me of Empire Strikes Back where the bad guys won. And now what are we, you know, we have to wait and see until the next film. I mean, you're just left on such a cliffhanger. Like, well, what now? Just like in Revenge of the Sith. I mean, I know we have, um, a new hope and that, you know, cause we've seen those films before, but Revenge of the Sith. I mean, if you hadn't, if you got those first three films before the original trilogy, if you saw Anakin turn dark and kill all the Jedi and then you were just left with that, like that's insane. Imagine if we got that 40 years ago, 50 years ago, and then in 2000s we got 456. We would have been left with a crazy, crazy cliffhanger for 40, 50 years. I think it was 30, 40, 30 years, but now it's been like 30, 40, 50, 40 years. It's been since... I think 78. Was that the first one? I don't know. Pardon me for my Star Wars uh, rambling. But <clears throat> anyways, yeah, Infinity War. It's the best one in the franchise by far. My favorite. Um, 
I love the battle scene on Titan, except for Chris Pratt ruining it. And that's why I always have a hard time with my love for the Guardians of the Galaxy, because just like Bucky is the reason for Tony Stark being the way he is, if Chris Pratt wouldn't have lost his cool against Thanos, we would have never had to worry about the blip. But that's show business, baby. So anyways, you guys, that's my ranking of every MCU title except for the Black Widow and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Obviously, I'll give you guys a little update on how I feel about those as the projects move forward. Definitely have to add Loki in in June when that appears. Uh, But for now, thank you for listening. This has been the Marvel Monday edition of Refill and Chill. This is Dylan Fields signing off. Chill out, dickwad.